code violation, verbal abuse. Welcome to another episode of Yeah, We Said It. We have just a couple of weeks left before the French Open 2019 begins, and the men's final in Madrid is taking place as we speak. Uh, Donnell, you feeling good? I know I know your boy lost yesterday, so... Yeah, it's cool. I'm, I'm, Rafa losses don't affect me anymore. I'm ready. And plus, CC Pass is, is... That's my boy, too, so it's all good. CC Pass is getting run ragged by... Novak right now. Uh, I'm not enjoying it. <laughs> I'm sure somebody <laughs> is. I'm not. Uh, but, you know, I saw somebody tweet earlier that uh, no player has ever beaten Novak and Rafa back-to-back on clay. Oh, that's interesting. So, uh, I would imagine it's pretty difficult to do. They play such drastically different styles. And then... You know, like also, like you're probably tired as hell after beating one, and then you got to go back the next day. And right, this is a difference. This is also a difference of a night match last night versus a day match right now. So I'm sure the ball is bouncing differently, and he's tired because that was that was some type of crazy match yesterday with Rafa. For it was so, um, yeah, that'd be hard for anybody to rebound. Oh, set point. Look at that. They keep showing that uh, the trophy that they give in Madrid, that dildo-looking trophy. <laughs> I wonder what the players do with those. Like, because nobody <laughs> wants to keep that. Like, you're not going to put that in your trophy case. So the men, so the men still get that one because uh, Burton's had a different trophy yesterday. Oh, she did. That's true. But yeah, the men still get it. They showed it in the little thingy right now. It very odd looking and sharp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always just think about Serena's face when she was holding it in 2012. Hilarious. Yeah, it's, it's so, I don't know. It's not what you expect. It doesn't look like a trophy. It just. No, it's very I weird. Don't I don't know what they were thinking with that. Um, all right. So, a little bit of news before we get into the Rome Rackets. Uh, we saw David Ferrer officially retire from the sport this week in Madrid. He said his goodbyes. Uh, 27 titles, including Paris-Bercy in 2012, a French Open final, career high number three. Uh, so, of course, a very accomplished and hardworking player. Uh, it's always a little bit unfortunate to see uh, players of a certain caliber leave. And even though he wasn't one of our big Grand Slam winners in this era, he was, he was always right there in a semi or a quarter or a final. Um, you know, he just had to deal with you know, some freaks of nature that were always beating him once he got there. It's, uh, it's a little bittersweet seeing Ferrer go. I was never, like, the biggest fan, but always respected him. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's these next couple of years, it's going to be interesting as people start to leave the game, people you, we've grown up watching. So the, the game is definitely about to take a new shape. Yeah, I mean, even for us, like, the guys that are in our age group are <laughs> nearing 
they're late twenties and early thirties, and um, yeah, it's it's very odd, you know. The, all the up and coming players are like ten years our junior, so ridiculous. <laughs> it's a uh, it's definitely an adjustment already. So yeah, it'll be it'll be sad to watch these players leave over the next few years. Ugh. I know you had, and I didn't know that. I didn't know about uh, the news for the World Tour Finals. I know you knew more about that. Yeah, the, it was the. Uh, you know, everybody knew they were having uh, d- discussions and, I guess, like a bidding war to see where you know where it would end up. And it was between uh, Italy, Tokyo, uh, back in London. Um, I think one was another one was Manchester, and it ended. It's ended up uh, going to Italy. And it'll be the first year in Italy. It'll be 2021, and it'll be there from 2021 to 2025 at least. So that's that'll be a nice change. The ATP Finals has been in London for far too long. Way too long. It's just I don't know. They should never have it in one location for a decade or longer. Mm. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, um, that's definitely the kind of tournament that should move around. So the, uh, okay, I have a whole paragraph here. Um, the HP board will appoint a new representative during the event in Rome this coming week, choosing from a six-man shortlist of Nicholas Lapinti, Mark Knowles, Nicholas Pereira, Weller Evans, Austin Nunn, and Brandon Burke. Uh, former players Tim Mayotte and Brad Gilbert threw their hats into the ring, along with Danny Valverdu, but they were all overlooked. Mayotte claims he was given no reason for the snub despite being qualified for the position. Uh, this, of course, all comes after Justin Gimmelstab was allowed to step down after entering a no-contest plea for a felony battery charges. Weller Evans, who I mentioned in the shortlist and who also once described Gimmelstab as, quote-unquote, the contents of the sport, is expected to replace him. There's a lot there. Uh, it's I, I'm I'm very disappointed in everybody. Mm-hmm. The the ATP tennis channel, everybody like he. There's no there's no way he should have been he should have been allowed to be to, to make that decision to step down from those roles. They should have pushed him out long ago. He should have been gone, and they left it they left it up to him to step down. And now the narrative is being spun into this, you know, he can take time off to work on himself and then maybe come back. No, he should never, ever be allowed back into this sport. Seriously, all the negative press around and everything, and it doesn't make anybody look good. Right. That was something specifically that Novak said this week. Um, And months ago, when he was first asked about this at the start of the year, he said, well, let's you know, let's wait and see if he's proven guilty or not. And then now he's saying that Gimmelstab's decision was wise and it's unfortunate to lose him and he needs to find the right balance and mindset before he eventually, and he did use the word eventually, comes back. Um, it's just, for me, you know, and we've all saw, we've all seen this as uh, sort of these people are all friends with him. And so they're wanting to, like, 
not speak ill of him or they want to protect him or whatever. But to me, it almost at this point seems like beyond friends. It seems like they're afraid of him, like he has something on some of these people or something. Because I just don't understand at this point not being able to speak honestly and freely and say something other than, oh, um, it's unfortunate and spinning this stupid ass narrative that he's like acting like he's some sort of victim when he's not a victim at all. Right. And you get this, oh, he, you know, he's a nice guy. I don't doubt that he's polite or whatever the case may be, but the fact of the, right. But the fact of the matter is he, he's guilty. He did it. He should not be, he should not have been left in the position that he was left in. And now, and now that he's gone, Djokovic and Federer say, uh, Chris Promote should like be able to stay or come back. Where was all of this when they were, you know, getting rid of him in the first place? It was all of that was done so quietly and out of nowhere. It was very weird. It's all extremely odd and extremely bothersome and um, disappointing on several levels for a lot of these people. Um, we do have Stan Wawrinka, you know, a diamond in the rough on the ATP who <laughs> sent he pent he penned a uh, a very scathing letter to the times about this whole situation um i think he and maybe i saw where andy murray of course you know cuz andy is always going to uh say the right thing and do the right thing he also spoke out a little bit but th- i mean that's basically it we have these other top players who are saying a whole lot of nothing um it's, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I I like the uh, what Stan had to say a lot. He called he called out the ATP and the Player Council on the the lack of transparency and and things like that. And I think um I think that needed to be said. Apparently, uh, I can't remember which player it was it. Might, I think it might have been Djokovic that said something about being disappointed that he didn't come to talk to like them first before that was Novak yeah yeah before he started talking about it but why would he bring why would he come talk to y'all when apparently y'all are perfectly fine with the way things are going right y'all didn't have anything to say about anything so Novak why would probably he... just wanted a chance to change his mind and talk him out of it first right that's all that was but it's ridiculous yeah I mean Novak is the head of the ATP player council he's not in charge of any of the actual players <laughs> outside of the tour so like i don't know why anybody would have thought to check with him before they right. did something like that like that's so dumb <laughs> uh, seriously right what they look like running they running what they got to say by you <laughs> like <laughs> i'm sure he runs what he says by justin before he says anything anyway so maybe that's what he meant <laughs> but you know, anyway. Yeah, I think that's it on news. Yeah, I don't I don't want to be, you know, in a bad spirit today on, on Mother's Day. Um, the Rome draws. We usually do the ladies first, shall we? Let's, let's get into it. We have the still number one for now, Osaka. At the top of the draw, she gets either Sasnovich or Sibakova's second round. Uh, with the possible quarterfinal versus Madrid champ Burton's, who won yesterday. That could be interesting. 
Could be. Burton's could very well have a letdown and lose in her first round, though, so. Yeah, you, you, know. you never know. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. And Osaka could possibly get matched up with the casual queen, Shay Suwei, again in round three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. That would be fun. She's in this in this section. Ostapenko's in this section. Gerges is in this section. And Sabalenka. Sabalenka ain't been about nothing for quite some time now. You know, I would I would think she would do okay on clay because of those huge strokes that she has. I would think it would give her a little bit more time, but apparently not. So nope. Didn't she just get bumped off in round one in Madrid? Whoops. Oh yeah, she lost to Kuznetsova. Respectable loss. That's a yeah. That's a good loss, especially respectable loss. Yeah, but still, she lost. <laughs> the next woman. quarter belongs to Simona Halep. Uh, she gets either Vandrasova or Streetsova in the second round. <clears throat> and this is why I think the draws are rigged. Both Venus and Serena are in this section. Uh, that would be a possible second round meeting between the two sisters. Uh, the yep. winner would likely play Sloane Stevens in the third round. And Stevens gets either Risk or Conta second round. So um, that should be a walkover. Um, Serena gets a qualifier in her first match. Venus here as a wild card opens versus Elise Mertens. That's going to be a tough one for Venus. I think so too, especially considering it's her first match on clay of the year. Right. So probably in any situation, not the preparation that she would have wanted going into Roland Garros because uh, even if she gets out of the Mertens match, she's very likely Prob- going to have Serena. Right. Ridiculous. Um, I hate it, but also I would rather Serena and Venus play each other in Rome than in Paris. Right. So, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, let's just, let's get these early round demons out the way. They gotta face each other early. Let's let's definitely let's do it at these smaller tournaments because right. the main spot where I definitely want them nowhere near each other is Wimbledon. Exactly. If if that's the that's really the only thing that's on my mind. At Paris, I'm not even worried about it as much. But when we get to the when we get to the grass, if my girls got to play each other anywhere before, the, before the final, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just it's absolutely unacceptable. It just I will lose happen. my mind. But it you just know, should not happen. What can you do? I think Holop is good to get uh, to the third round. <laughs> no, no, I'll give her the quarterfinal. I'll give her the quarterfinal because <laughs> let me see who I'm looking at here. Wang and Kasaka, and yeah, no, she'll be fine. Halep would make it to the quarters here. I, d- I think so. She come, too. coming off this Madrid final, she'll be she'll be all right. Uh, I wouldn't put it past her to say something about some type of injury and press at the start of the week, but you know, it's not. It won't matter. mean a damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just what she does. <laughs> the next quarter belongs to Pliskova. Uh, she would play Tomjanovic or a qualifier for her first match. 
your 2018 Rome champion, Svitolina, is in this section. She gets Zhang Shui or Azarenka, who looked pretty strong in Stuttgart before um, having to bow out with, I think, some type of in- injury she withdrew. Yeah. Um, um, that would be that would be an interesting second round matchup. I don't know how it would go right now. I'm I'm uh, certain I'm certain Vika would beat her. You think so? Certain, absolutely certain. Because Switzerlina, she's still I think she's still like trying to come off this injury, and she has not been you know not been doing too well. You know she just lost first round Madrid. I think I think Vika will take it to her because I, I think Vika will wake up for this top five player and really play play good ball. I don't see Switzerland defending here at all. I had no idea that she, I don't, I guess I don't pay attention. I didn't even know she was coming off an injury. Yeah, I think she had I think she might have had like a small procedure done. Oh. Wow. So yeah, she's still trying to get it get it together. And wait is she? Did she do well in Paris last year? I doubt it. Let me see. I'll look. Nope. I, no, she didn't? Nope. She never does well at the majors, so, I mean, that was a safe bet. Yeah, for a split second, I thought she made the semis, and then I remembered I don't think she's ever made a slam semi, so. No, she hasn't. Yeah, I was like, yeah, no, nah, that can't be right. Mm. is um, here, too. Muguruza, Wozniacki, and Keys. Um, okay, so I have to say this real quick since I just mentioned Keys and Sloan. So um, last month I got to go to a Fed Cup tie. It was actually here in San Antonio. And Sloan and Keys both played on day one. And um, I wasn't, I mean, you know, of course, when I bought these tickets, because I got the early bird special or whatever, um, I was hoping for Williams to show up. Right. Um, and then, of course, we saw how Venus was wrapped up like a mummy again in Indy Wells in, in Miami, so I knew she was not coming. And then um, somebody tweeted some type of mess about Patrick saying that Serena planned to play. Um, I did not get my hopes up because I know how Serena is and I know how these things go. And, um, you know, I know how much she hates me in real life. So, um, (laughs) I did not get my hopes up and sure enough, she did not come. She was nowhere near here. Um, so the, you know, the two top players were Sloan and Madison. Madison played first and she was, um, pretty awful. I'm going to be honest. It was, it was, it was a real boner killer for pretty much everybody who was there in that stadium to watch. Um, I did not know that a professional tennis player could miss that many returns. I think she never saw a break point. Um, but you know, Sloan was actually pretty entertaining. She played really well. Um, some good matchups. The Swiss team did not bring Benchich either, which was a rumor, I think. Um, but the girls that they brought, they still had um, Bashinsky and I can't Forgot remember. About her. Yeah, and I can't remember the other girl, but the other girl, um, I didn't know a whole lot about her. I can't remember her name right now, but she had a really, really good one-hander 
and it was surprising. Like she was actually a really, really like strong player. Um, but you know, overall it was fun. You know, I'm not a huge Sloan fan or anything, but she was probably the most entertaining player that was there. I just had to say that because I saw Key's name and I'm just um, <laughs> she <laughs> uh, some type of way. <laughs> <laughs> she coming off a of, she won Charleston this year, but um, she made the finals in Rome before, and uh, was that 2016 I think when she lost to Serena. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think she'll she I think she'll win a couple rounds. She might hit this third round at least because she gets a qualifier and then she could get well no. Kenan might drag her. I don't know. I don't know. She pulled out of the second day. So, uh, but some, she was, I guess, an injury. I don't know, though. Wild card. I don't know. Anyway, the last quarter of the women's draw belongs to Petrika Vitova. She would either get Serenko or Putin Seva. Hmm. Your Miami champ, Ashley Barty, is here. She gets Kuzma. That's who won Miami. Oh, yeah. my God. I was yeah. thinking about that earlier today. Could not remember. Yeah. I was proud of myself that I remembered yesterday when I was taking notes. I, w- I mean, I definitely went back and double-checked anyway. But I did remember that. Um, she gets Kuzmova or Irani, which Irani mysteriously got a wild card into this event. Um, I mean, I know it's in Italy or whatever, but... There's some other Italian players that are ranked ahead of her who could have used it because sis can't even get in a serve. So, oh, she, oh God, I forgot all about that serving. Yeah, so Ugh. I mean that that was <laughs> that was misuse of a wild card. Um, Caroline Garcia, who is where is her ranking because she's not seated any longer. I don't um, even know. I don't. I don't either. I know it slipped down. I don't think she's won too many matches of late. Uh, Benchich is here. Oh, she's ranked 21. I almost really? had a heart attack okay. because when I was looking at, I looked at her ranking and it said 880, but that's her doubles ranking. Oh. <laughs> I was about to say, hold on. What yeah, happened? She couldn't even be in the draw with that. Um, Sevastova is also here. I don't know why I mentioned Sevastova. Never mind. Um, <laughs> she, she gets Benchich in round one. So, yeah, she might be out of here. Benches is playing pretty well. Minus the bagel that she just ate in that semifinal. You know, she was probably a little tired. Yeah. By that point, that was that was six straight sets over two days, so. Hmm. I don't know. I uh I had my semifinal picks and um I think you might have talked me out of one of them, but I don't know who to put there instead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> let me look at the draw. Okay, uh, what a mess. I, oh, no. <laughs> what a joke. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna laugh my way through that, too. That's okay. It's whatever. I don't care. Um, okay, so my semifinal picks. I picked Burton's, Hollop, <laughs> Pliskova, 
and and Barty. Okay, that's it. Okay. I did not, and that's right, I did not pick Serena. This is the first time ever in my entire life that I haven't picked Serena in a bracket. Um, but, you know, I still have complete faith that she could win this event. This is a tough draw, and sooner or later, one of these tough draws is going to wake sis up. But uh, at the same time, I just wrote down some picks real quick, and those are the four. I'm 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 sticking with the queen, of course. I'm going to Osaka Serena. And, oh Lord uh, Jesus, please. <laughs> and um, I think I would do Wozniacki and Kavitova. Oh, Wozniacki on clay. Okay, it's 2009. Man, her draw, her her draw is not bad. I think she can work her way through this because I don't see Svitolina making it. I do not. Did she she pulled out of Madrid with a back injury or something. Who Wozniacki? So. Yeah, so that arthritis is probably acting up what a little bit. What the fuck? Yeah. Okay, I missed that. Man, Pushkov is not playing very well. Svitolina's not playing well. I damn near picked Azarenka, but I don't know if she can make a semi yet. That's what I was about to do. I was about to pick Vika. Um, you know, I mean, anybody could... I guess because Muzuruza is in that section, but she's playing like shit. Muzuruza's right there, yeah. Muzuruza's right there, but... Um... I mean, we could pick Sophia Cannon and it would be just as good as anybody else. Honestly. I have no idea. I have no clue. There is just not much that well, there's a lot to go on because we kinda we're kinda a little bit deep in the clay season right now, but at the same time there's really no basis there's, to pick anybody. There's still no consistency. So it's it's tough to pick anybody. I don't. It's been a different champion every single week, so I just, I, just, I, don't, I don't know. A Halep is not one of them, interestingly enough. You know, I saw, uh, I saw a stat that when she won Madrid in 2017, she was 15 and 8 in tournament finals, and she's only won three finals since then. Wow. She's now like, I think she's now like, like 18 and 17 or something like that. I don't know. Wow, it's, her record in the finals now is this. It's very, very close. Wow, that's very interesting. So she she was she was doing very well in finals for a while, and now not so much. There was a period of time where okay, I remember in 2013 where like everybody was she was coming up and everybody was talking about her, and she yeah. won like six finals that year or something, and came out of nowhere. And I yep. was like, but she didn't play anybody. Nope. So maybe that's part of it is now she's actually playing some people in some of these finals. Um, you know, the two finals that she, two of the big ones that she won last year in, wait, last year was an even year. So Montreal and of course Paris against Sloan, those were two of the best finals of the year. But it is interesting how she's losing to these other players. That's two finals she's lost to Burton's within a year. Yep. Um, Burton's didn't drop a set in Madrid, which I didn't realize until they said it yesterday. Hmm. So that's interesting. And she beat several top players on the way, too. It's going to be interesting to watch her in Paris. 
I think, yeah, I, I think so. And I think Rome is going to tell us a lot more, too, on both the men's and the women's side, I think. Yep. You know, because at the end of the day, we really don't read that much into Madrid anyway. Right. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens in Rome on some real clay. Okay, should we move on to the men? Uh, yeah. All right, so right now it's a six three two three on serve in the second in the men's final of the Madrid. Uh, a few matches have already happened in Rome. First round matches: uh, Cole Schaubert over Simon, Berrettini over Luca Pui. Uh, oh damn! Whoever that center dude is. Uh, Yannick Sinner, he beat Steve Johnson. He was down 5-2 in the third and then came back. I was wondering why it was taking so long. Oh, wow. Huh. Um, I don't know who he is, but... Uh, Italian wildcard, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes, yes. And then Basileshvili over Huxovich. Um We also have Bautista Agut and Sebi playing right now. Their match is supposed to be going on. So no no women's main draw matches were on the schedule for today. Just men's main draw and then qualies on both sides. The men's draw, of course, opens with number one in the world, Novak Djokovic. At the top of the draw, he plays either Shapovalov or Karina Busta. I like Karina Busta a lot, but he has been just absolutely hopeless for a while. <laughs> well, I think we'll take him out. Maybe we'll see because Shapo is um I don't know. I think I think sometimes he's given too much. That that kid's good. He can play. I feel like I feel like he's just a ball he's blaster. Ball, he's falling a, ball a little blaster, bit like big time. Um, yeah, we'll see. Delpo is here. I'm just happy to see Delpo back on a court. He, um, I think he played solidly this week. I didn't get to see a lot of it, but, um, you know, he gets a pretty tough draw because he gets the winner of Goffin Vavrinka that happens in the first round. Yeah, that's an interesting first round match. Stan, no, not Stan, but, uh, Delpo definitely have his work cut out for him. Right. Either way. Also Nato got is here. Who did you have? What? What? Chekinato, why is he still a thing? You know, I don't what? know, but he's seated, isn't he? Yep, 16. Uh, Kira's Medvedev. That's an interesting first round, I think. That sounds like it could be messy, because they're both pretty... Messy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yo. Yeah, that that one definitely might be a mess. I like the mess though, you know. Yeah, I'm definitely here for it. Give me some uh lousy handshakes and locker room brawls. Like I said, you know, it's been I don't think I've seen a a real fight on a after a men's match since like I think I was in middle school. It's it's time. Somebody somebody needs to punch somebody in the face on the tennis court. I'm just gonna keep saying it until it happens. 
I don't think it'll be Kyrgios, but... Nah. Medvedev seems like he's about that life, though. Yeah, he did. He tried to fight Stefanos, didn't he? <laughs> oh, yeah. They still don't like each other. Oh, uh, and he be beating Steph's ass, too. Every time. Oh, so disappointing. I need him to get some wins. He cannot keep losing to this dude. <laughs> oh, it's funny, though. Um, the next section belongs to Zverev. Um, he was Madrid defending champion, but I forgot that he was also Rome finalist last year in that three-setter with Rafa. Mm-hmm. Um, so he still has quite a few points to defend this week. He opens up versus Berrettini, who I mentioned earlier beat Luca Pui. The number six seed, Nishikori, is here also. He plays Paya or a qualifier. Fritz. Fritz is the qualifier that's placed in this section. Oh, okay. Well, he should... Yeah, we'll see. He'll be fine. Yeah. Schwartzman is here. He is not doing so well in singles on on the clay this year, but uh, he and Dominic Team made the final in doubles in Madrid this week. Mm-hmm. So at least that's something for him to go off of. I guess. Yeah, you know, sometimes sometimes doubles, good doubles results can lead to good singles results. You know, you just get some matches and stuff. Um, Monfils is in this section. Chilich, Dimitrov, they're all in this section. Yeah, Chilich just withdrew in Madrid. I think he had food poisoning or something. Mm. He should be fine by, if it was just food poisoning, then he should just be, he, he should be fine by. By the time he plays in Rome. Hopefully Monfils can play well. He um should have beaten Roger this week, if we're being honest. But you know. Definitely. Speaking of Roger, he is the number three seed in the next quarter. He opens versus Tiafo or Jao Susa. Hope it's against Tiafo. I hope so too. Seriously, it'll, it'll be it'll be interesting to see Tiafo try to push Federer again. Sitsipas <clears throat> uh, is the eighth seed. He's here in this section. He gets well, Yannick Center, who just beat Steve Johnson. Yep. Um Schwartz versus OJ Ayasin. Oh, God, that one hurts. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Okay. I mean, you know, I'm a Torch fan. I'm in OJ Ayasin's stan. So <laughs> I guess that's who I'm going to go for. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's, that sucks that that's the first round, though. Yeah, I hope Felix can get these couple wins. It'll be uh, it'll be cool if he can make it to Federer in round three. That would be good. I th- and I think now would be a good time to be George too, because George is kind of struggling a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, Fonini is here. He plays Songa, who's in the tournament on a protected ranking. I think he's mm-hmm. only played one or two events, coming back from another injury. Or, um. 
So that'll be interesting. I'm sure Fonini's still riding high from that Monte Carlo title. Yeah, I'm sure he is. Yeah, I don't know how much that'll focus him on this event, <laughs> but I mean, I guess he should want to focus since it's it's, it's his own right. Yeah, yeah. But he uh he does well, so he can get to this third round and then lose to my boy. The final section, of course, belongs to one Rafael Nadal. He gets Shardy or Gasquet, so that's basically a walkover. Um, number five seed team is in this section as well. He gets Verdasco or Kyle Edmund. Batista Goot, who we mentioned. Uh, Kachanov and Laszlo Jetty are all also in this section. Mm-hmm. That's going to be team and Rafa in the quarters. Again, and I would expect a reversal. Yeah, me too. On this one, if they meet again. Me too. Uh... Hmm. There's not a lot to mention in these draws. I just, there's just, I don't know. There's not a lot to go off of. Um, my semifinalists are Novak, Nishikori, Fed, and Nadal. Uh, mine are the same, except I put uh, Zverev through to the semis. I mm-hmm. think he'll get it. I think he'll get it together. At I, least I, I hope, hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Because then he's... Defending his only second week at a major right after that. So. Yep. Yikes. Is um is he still working with Yvonne Lindell? Uh, I think so. I'm not I sure. I just haven't seen it. Maybe it's like just only at the majors type of thing for Yvonne. I don't know. Yeah. It just he's... doesn't seem, it seems like his results are kind of going in the opposite direction. Yes. He's not had the because we know we know him to struggle at the majors but usually these tour events sooner or later he's gonna make a final or win one of these things and i don't maybe, know you know if, I, maybe I guess he'll, sort of maybe he'll do well at the majors since he's <laughs> flopping huh? uh, <laughs> <laughs> um i saw somebody i don't know who it was on twitter that was they were tweeting with brad gilbert back and forth and they said something about they feel like one of the reasons that he struggles at the slams is because he tends to fall too far back behind the baseline. And so he's like, you know, defending and doing all this stuff when he should be stepping inside the baseline a little bit more and trying to take control of the points. And and three out of five on clay is just not working out. And three out of five on any surface is just not working out because he's he's too far back. But then you have to look at the huge his huge stroke production too, and right that's that's got to play a factor. But I mean, I guess that is a good point, you know, because people a lot of the people who are especially the other three slams, not so much at Roland Garros even, but especially the other three who are making it deep into the second week, and they're they're the players who are stepping up and and taking 
the points away from their opponents a lot of times and they're stepping inside the baseline. I mean, you even have like Novak and Rafa that are, you know, super duper great defenders, but they're doing everything they can to get inside the baseline and shorten the points. And Zverev is not doing that. I don't know. I still his style of play is what's affecting it. Because I'm pretty sure he plays the same. He plays the same at the smaller events too, and he's been, he's won what ten ATP titles. But I do you see? Okay, so when he plays, like when he gets to a final or something at one of the tour events, especially the the Masters one thousands. I, he tends to, by the time that he gets to that final, it's almost as if he's built confidence in order right. to step into inside the baseline because when he makes those finals, he literally, like, I, I still can't get out of my head the way he hit, like, Novak and some of these other players just hit them off the court. But he wasn't standing far back behind the baseline. So in the early rounds, he is standing back behind the baseline, even at the tour events. But by the latter rounds, when he can make his, when he can play his way into the event he's stepping inside but he can't play his way into a major because he's already out in the second and third round <laughs> you know so it's not pay, the same I'll, deal I'll try, to, I'll try to pay attention to that in uh, Rome it's it's sort of interesting because I, I he's one of the players that I like to watch often just for like learning purposes beyond mm-hmm. entertainment I don't really watch any of the ATP players for entertainment but um yeah, from a learning perspective, I watch him and some of the others. So I I didn't really think about it until I saw that tweet. And then I was like, kind of like, oh, you know, maybe that maybe that is a good point. Uh. I'll look out for that. I wonder if he... How many points is the final for Rome? Like 350, 400, more, 500, 750. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just throwing out numbers. You said for Rome, uh, it's a Masters, isn't it? Yeah. So it would be like 750 or I don't know. For the final, 900? I don't I really don't know. 600. 600. Okay. So there could be a chance of him losing the top four seating for Roland Garros if he doesn't do well this week. I think he might have already lost it. Oh, really? Yeah, I think I heard them say something about team secured the, the number four seed for uh, Paris already. Whoops. Which, it, that's good for him, if, if so, because it, it, we don't need team playing one of the big three in the quarterfinals. It's like Absolutely, absolutely. And we, we know he can actually make it there, unlike right. Zerb. Uh, all right, so who you got for champions here? Ooh, who's, who's lifting uh, these? Oh lord, um, I'm gonna go with Holop and Rafa. I am going with Rafa and Jesus Christ. I don't know. I have no idea. No clue. I mean, you put Serena in the semi, so you might as well pick her to yeah, win. Yeah, I might as well pick her to win the title, right? 
Yep. Rafa and Serena. Wouldn't that be a nice throwback? Ain't going to happen. Can they, can, they, <laughs> can they do it in Paris, too? <laughs> I'm fine with that. What? That would be so uh, nice. Be living real large. Oh, for that one. Oh. That's going to be interesting. This uh, last week of competitive play before the big show begins. I also saw this um, I saw this list of okay after yesterday's semifinals they made this list of the top contenders in Paris and I looked and number one on there was Novak and so then I didn't even look at the rest of the list because it was already bullshit um, I just I, I don't care like he could literally lose like third round, fourth round, and second round in these lead-up events and then going to Paris, and Rafael Nadal-Pereira would still be the favorite to win Roland Garros. Because nobody else has won this title 72 times. So, (laughs) like, I don't know how you... I just don't, you know... I don't... And, like, three semifinals, okay, he hasn't won a title, but three semifinals is not that big of a deal. Like, that's still consistent probably the most consistent still out of the men on the clay right now so i don't know and at the same time i think you know even if he's losing into it a three three out of five um who who is beating him in three out of five in paris that's only been done what twice in all these years so uh yeah i don't i don't know i still think i'm still picking him when the brackets come out (laughs) Oh, it's like it's right. changing nothing for me. I don't care. It's kind of it's very hard to pick against him. Very hard to pick against him on the clay, especially. Oh damn! Well, it's about to be over then. Broke a 5-4. He's not going to break one. Hmm. That's cute or whatever. He's going to win Madrid. <laughs> Go result for I bought hard, no tennis racket. I can see these haters through my Gucci glasses. Off a rather play between Novak and Dominic team. And I thought Novak because I felt like he wasn't necessarily playing that well but then he played pretty well yesterday I saw that poll I picked team because uh, Novak even even when Novak is playing like shit he get across the net from Rafa and it's a completely different story I don't think he's playing that well I make hits like batting practice they be like Serena is you really rapping I don't know this this the top guys, they have not been, they haven't been very convincing this year. For real, for real. The big three, I mean. Yeah, they really haven't. But, but they still, they still, I guess, you know, coming through when they need to. Even though they're still, not, none of them are really still playing like their best tennis. I don't even think Djokovic played that well to win Melbourne, like through those seven rounds. Uh, he played pretty well that final, but 
Yeah. Yeah, definitely the other six rounds. I, I don't think he played that well any time last year either to win the two slams that he won. So it's, it's, I don't know. I think part of it is a lot of these players just walking out on the court already feeling defeated, particularly at the slam. That's me. Thanks for listening. Schooling these rappers, they should pay tuition. I make a lot of money, but that ain't your business. And you can tell the people I said this. Trying to wait until yeah. it's over. <laughs> okay, well, match points. <laughs> I really wish um, the WTA would find a way to partner with Tennis TV because this shit is brilliant. Yeah. The setup is just so good. And they even, I noticed um, earlier last week, I was going to watch some on my phone. And they redid the app to where it's, you know, you can watch the live match that you want to match, but then there's, that you want to watch, I mean, but there's also a list of the other live matches that are going on right underneath it. It's really cool. It's just, it's just so good. And, you know, they have old matches all the way back to before we were born. And like, it's just so great. And they, they're really quick with posting highlights and the full matches. I don't know. The WTA the, needs this. The WTA, they're still playing catch-up in this this age of, you know, consumerism. Like, the way we, the way people consume television and sports and all kinds of media nowadays is not the same as it was, you know, even, you know, five, six, seven years. No, yeah. Streaming is so important. Like, you, you have to be able to stream your product. And point they, and period. WTA, do they still have WTA TV? Like, is that still a thing? They have it, but it's not in America anymore. It's like, I don't know, somewhere else. Yeah, ridiculous. And then they, you know, they, the highlights that they put on YouTube are Trash. Not, not, not very good. They're better than they used to be, for sure. They still suck. And they just started putting full matches on there, like, last week. And I think they have, they have like, three, three or four full matches that you can watch on there now. Yeah. They, they still they still need to figure out um, easier ways to get their product out, especially during these events, because, I mean, the only way that you can watch during the tour is to turn on Tennis Channel, but then half the time Tennis Channel is not playing women's matches anyway. Right. So there's really, there's no avenues in which to, to really watch these girls and you know, and figure out if you want to be a fan or whatever, like who you like and who you don't like, because there's there's nobody to watch them. Yep. Tennis TV is for especially for what they give out. It's really really cheap. So I just wish that they could. I don't I don't see any reason why they can't find some type of deal to strike up where they can't do this as well and just partner with Tennis TV. Because even even when they had the WTA Live or whatever on the website, like it was, it wasn't as easy to navigate, and um, it definitely like it was. I had it for a while, and it took me months before I even realized that they had posted old matches and stuff. But mm-hmm. even the old matches they had posted were just. I think it was that was in like twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen. They just had matches from those two years, so there was nothing. You know, there were no throwback matches at all which is kind of the same thing they do right now all of the matches that they posted on their youtube account are from 2019 
yeah. um, you know, a few events this year in Dubai and Miami or Indy Wells, and that's it. So, I don't know. They need to figure something else out because this ain't working. Oh. Oh, he can hit overheads this year. I also definitely downloaded that Serena Azarenka match. So <laughs> that was a good match. Gonna have it forever. <laughs> I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not giving them a chance to take it back down or anything. I know Serena's really happy because she um, has Olympia with her this year. You know, they all got to travel together as opposed to having to leave her baby again. Good. Maybe maybe she'll actually do something this year then. Lord knows. I'm telling you, half the time she'd be losing is because she'd be thinking about her daughter. You know, she gets, she gets her separation anxiety is crazy. Yeah, she's a, you know, I think she's a very Velcro person anyway. We see mm. how she is with her own sister, so. Yep. <laughs> I can only imagine with other people, you know. I look forward to seeing how she plays in Rome. I win, I really mean it. Swag out this world, you should call me Venus. That's my sister, my name is Serena. On the court, I serve them up, no subpoena. Trophy end of the week, but I'm not gonna like try to put any pressure on or anything like that just get some matches and do what you got to do i cook the track up like a frozen pizza beat so crazy it might blow your speakers i ain't never been a loser and i'm always on top roofer Ugh, let me turn this shit off i know in the same way that's enough i don't want to hear no trophy presentation or nothing i don't care nope so match point i'm done all right, so Djokovic going into Rome as the Madrid champion. Mm, okay, well. Whatever. I mean, even if he lost this match, nothing was going to change, so. That's, that's, uh, that's cute or whatever. I don't... Okay, well. Um, we do not have power rankings for this episode because um, nobody has any power. Um <laughs> So there's nothing, there's nothing to rank this week. We're going to try again after Rome and heading into the French Open. And maybe then there will be, you know, somebody who was a two-time champion on the clay or something that we can go off of to even give y'all five names on either side. Um, you know, otherwise, it's been fun. This is another one of our shortest episodes. Um, you know, not a bonus, but, you know. It is what it is. Um, but hopefully this is a good week in Rome. And uh, we'll talk to y'all again. Heading into the French Open in a couple of weeks. Woohoo. <laughs> uh, okay, so until then, see you later. Bye-bye. Peace.
What did I say? You didn't hear? <laughs>